like you better with glasses. Too bad. I like me better without them. Hey, pretty fans. Welcome to another episode of the Better With Glasses podcast. I'm your host, Vicky Bazalia, and with me is Casey. Hey, hey. And it's our last episode breakdown of season two of the Summer Ranch Pretty. That's an important distinction, the last episode breakdown. Yes. Because it... You know, it's a little sad. The season's over. There's no more episodes or it's official breakdowns. Yeah. But we have, we do a lot of bonus episodes throughout the off season. Yep. We call it the off season now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do. We do emergency podcasts. Emergency so, when new news comes out. Yeah. If you guys, um, so many listeners have found our podcast. Recently, like, like recently or like going into the season yeah so it made a lot of sense just kind of jump right in with us and the sun is hitting you so perfectly honey it looks like you're looks like you're podcasting from heaven right now <laughs> like a halo oh yeah it's beautiful nice so a lot of you guys have found us more recently so you have kind of like picked up with us on these uh watches as the i guess episodes have been coming out but we do like when holidays come we do fun stuff and yeah we're gonna do we're gonna bump that up with some live YouTube podcasts this off season and we're going to do watch along episodes, which is fun. Yep. And then we have a watches and interviews. So we're still going to try to do interviews. We're going to maybe do some fan podcasts. Sure. And we've got other extra bonus. Got a mini series planned. Yep. Um, And then I'm actually considering doing a book. Oh yeah. Club. Okay, so or book three probably or book three. So there are a lot of people who either have already read the book, mm-hmm. or there are people who have not read any of the books. And if you guys want to read along with us, we'll probably like assign chapters. I'm we'll assign audio chapters. Book guy, so I I haven't actually read this book. Where well, is it? It's right can, there. No, you can do you can do audiobook as well. I'll probably do audiobook. So it's it'll be like listen yeah. to these five chapters and then we'll break it down how many chapters are there oh these books are there's a lot of chapters okay like it goes into the 40s i think all right so five yeah. that's good yeah anyway so there's going to be regular podcasts so stay tuned in and there'll be a lot to we're going to try to find a way to bridge the gap between now and season yeah because all these actors have other projects too like we did the Don oh Land i'm so podcast. excited for mean girls yeah we watched mean girls the other day getting ready for this shit is so funny it's hilarious, but then when you, when I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah. Let's clap it up for Lindsay Lohan, man. Lindsay Lohan's a shit. Love Lindsay Lohan. Let's, Milo. Let's clap it up for Rachel Chris McAdams. Riney playing okay. Aaron Samuels. He's so Aaron Samuels. It'd be great. Easy player. <laughs> all right, guys. He's so him. He's so him. He's not him at all. Yo, <laughs> Chris Riney. About Milo's totally diss track though. I'm getting even with Steven. Uh. Uh. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into this, guys. All right. Um, Love triangle. Love triangle. All right. So how do you want to do this? Do, can we just start off by giving some like of our bigger takes and then break down the scenes? Can we start I would, with that? I would say no. Oh. Okay. I would say big takes at the end. Actually, fuck it. Big takes. Um, I'll start. Okay. Great episode. Yes. I haven't looked at the ratings. I don't know if it if the whole world feels that way, but they took some fucking swings, man. Mm-hmm. Some real swings. The Conrad, uh, you know, deranged backseat scene <laughs> is like 
I, I was like, what fucking show is this? We could talk like, about that. What show are we watching? This is minutes. so good. We might. Stay it was <laughs> epic. Yeah. That shit was epic. And like, is there a worse burn than like, I was going to get you the Stanford sweatshirt, but Finch is fun. Finch, I'm like, Finch oh is my or this fucking guys. If I was Jeremiah, I would have pulled the car over and fucking punch him in the face. Him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I thought Jeremiah major props to Jer for yeah. showing his restraint there. What did Conrad call it? Discretion. 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 Well, no, the discretion. But, was, was but he was showing discretion about. the whole ride for being the adult in the room. Yeah. So anyway, great episode. They took some swings. I feel like it landed. I mean, mm-hmm. personally, I'm like, Jer and Belly was, they did they did Belly's character solid. Yeah. Because they kept her steadfast. She didn't flip-flop. Yeah. She was in, you know, strong with her conviction the whole time. Mm-hmm. This is my decision. Even when her and Jer were alone, it wasn't like yeah. lollygagging. She was on it. Yeah. I, I'm excited for them and their next couple of years together uh and i'm also excited for conrad to go and figure out kind of his path and then hopefully you know takes him to whatever goal he has in mind but um, i'm happy with where they ended one or two scenes i thought were a little weaker out of the bunch but there were a lot of rock solid good stuff staler and they did a lot of winks to the fan base the fan base in the in the finale episode so Oh, that's my overarching take. Um, I think Conrad did the right thing. He saw the chessboard. He looked out, saw the chessboard. And even if he feels strongly for Belly, he knew that it wasn't best for him to stay and play this game any longer. So he removed himself from the situation, even if he still loves her. Even if he thinks there might be a future there. It's not the right time. He's got to go focus on him. He's going to go to Palo Alto and find a therapist and... Find hopefully. a find a friend group and hopefully, you know, start living life and seeing what else is out there so he can make a decision on hey, is this really what I want? So happy with uh how how it landed. And I know you have a lot to say too. Well, overarching themes, I think uh we would have to go back and watch it from start to finish. There's so many like good We have multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like now all together. But there are so many good individual scenes that people have but i thought it was probably gavin's best episode oh my god where was that guy in the the vending machine scene light lights out no the whole thing i mean yeah he had a lot of great scenes the whole thing in particular like like, damn bro lights out performance from gavin uh chris we've been talking about chris has done such a phenomenal job and you said they gave him so many more layers and he's got a serial killer role in his future (laughs) Oh, that's what I was going to say is I thought that we'd kind of like seen Apex Mountain of Chris Briney. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, they've had him do like all these different things. Like this is really creative. And then we had Bundy gets in the (laughs) backseat. I'm like, here's a Conrad Fisher. I never thought I'd see. Bro, bro, who else thought that he was going to drop the bomb on Jer? In the we'll back get seat. there. We'll get there. Okay. Like that, he was gonna go like a level too far. Yeah, we'll we'll we got to do a whole he, replay for it. He may he may have because uh oh because they cut some shit because yeah because Chris um I posted this article it's a phenomenal article that you guys should definitely read but uh Chris is talking about playing that scene and how he just had 
a blast just like when they said okay here's what the setup is go do it annoy the shit out of them like and I guess at some points he didn't hold any punches and he said some things that had to end up on the cutting room floor but yeah it was great so there's that oh yeah Uh, I think um you said it but Jenny said it too in the bonus some people are still annoyed with belly I was annoyed with belly for some of the season yeah sure and then i have some friends who watch the show i have some co-workers who watch the show who are like i can't even watch it this season because it's a whole different show and it's supposed to be it's still the centerpiece is still belly mm-hmm. which is what made it hard for a lot of people to watch because we miss that fun loving young girl who's coming of age but finding herself in like a fun world and instead she's dealing with grief and she's dealing with guilt and she's dealing with all these things. And Brothers. I didn't really think so. Bravo to the writers. Like, I didn't think that I would feel all the way back in on Belly, but they like, she had a full arc by the end of the episode. Like she, she's in control. She's in power. She's making decisions. So we can go back and forth all day long on whether or not she made the right decision, but she made one. And yeah, and she stuck with it, and, and it was she nice. Stuck with it, and yeah. I, regardless of where I think, like, when you're 16, you shouldn't be thinking about who you're spending the rest of your life with. Yes. So I think that like, it, it's going to be a fun relationship, right? But and I, think, I'm with it, and I think Jenny does a fantastic job doing that because I went back and I watched the voiceover of season one where she's kissing Conrad, and she says, "If this can happen, anything can," right? And it's this like lighthearted mantra of like, yeah, I'm growing up and there's this whole other world. And then this episode ends with, and it's on like the makeup bag, at, you know, that that the fresh um, campaign has, but it says that the future's unclear, but it's still mine. So she talks about how she's always imagined this like very exact future. And it's not to say that she won't have that future, Conrad Girlies, but it's saying that right now it's a little bit unclear, just like it is for us ending the second season, but it's still her choice and she gets some of that power back. And I think that's important for us as watchers of a show that the centerpiece is still belly. I think even for me, it's hard because sometimes like my centerpiece is like Conrad, Conrad, or it's like, fuck them all. It's like Steven now, right? Like you just have your teams in different moments based on the episodes and how you feel and what you're supposed to feel. But it's it's really a show about about Belly. And for whatever reason, when she's with Jer, it seems like, yeah. She's happy. And her volleyball career is back on track. <laughs> that too. Okay. The bad bitches. Bad bitches. Bad bitches. In, we'll get to that. Town or whatever. my bitch. What? Like what? Okay. All right. All right. So, so you ready? Light it up there. Okay. Compadre. All right. So I'm just going to call this first scene plan belly. So you got. Oh, the fuck. Opening. But they dropped this joint early. So I was like coming home from work and. I was, on, I was in the middle of a run. Oh, I was at football practice and I get. I'm like 19 messages. High from, school football high, practice. Yeah, high school football practice. <laughs> Casey does not play football. Oh, yeah, no. I'm doing the uh, radio announcing, so I was going to see the team before they do it. So I got like 19 messages from Vicky on my way home, or I get back to my phone and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, they dropped the scene early. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They dropped the scene early. 
it was a lot, mostly because it was happy than sad. It's the happy and sad. It's the sweet and salty that always uh, gets me. Like it, it's sad, but I was I thought it was so funny. Like because Con- Conrad's so excited, and then because of like, what like oh, the it's like funny, and they're like, oh shit, I can't believe that happened. I mean, it only gets better when you get to the car. But yeah. anyhow, um. The other thing too, we'll talk about it, but I also sent it to you because Jenny did a shout out to the millennials uh, because they use gin blossoms on that scene. Oh, fucking jammer, man. And it's a very, it's like, for me, it's a throwback to like those old high school shows where like, so you see him like excited past his exam. He's like coming down the stairs at college and you hear that song from the nineties. And it's just, about you. Uh, we were, I was right that we were going to get a Conrad POV. We were wrong looking at the IMDB thinking that it was going to be a belly and Laurel in the first couple of scenes. Cause it was actually Steven and uh, Conrad. So that was great. Good to see that their relationship's still going. The plan belly part is that apparently they had made some sort of pact that once he focused on his exams, got done with his exams, then Operation Plan Belly was going to be put into motion. And there he is watching Jeremiah kiss his belly. So there's that. Um what do you think? I thought I thought it was great. I could tell immediately that Jenny was going to do something special weaving in the book mm-hmm. with like a way that it worked. And I we sit here all day long, but we're not they're her characters. It's her world and yeah. we're, and we're not writers. So, we're like, "Oh, they could do it this way. They could do it that way." And she flawlessly executed the exact way it was supposed to happen. Belly did not chase stone after Conrad. Cold. Belly stone cold. She's like like Jer, her new boo, is like, can you go get him, please? And she's like, all right, I will. For you, go. But when she gets there, it's not like, ah. yeah. it was like, I'm sorry you had to see that. Yep. Very, very, I think I said it, it was very rational and unemotional. Yeah. Sterile. Yeah. Yeah. Clinical. Very clinical. And she started to defend her so he wasn't ready to hear it but she started to defend herself because she's like um you know I, we tried to tell you now obviously belly that's not gonna help him feel any better i, I saw but. the conrad face and the eyes it reminds me so much of the funeral scene yeah when they're fighting mm-hmm. like he gets this look in his eye and i'm like it's like the it's it's fuck the, it it's fuck it yeah, it's it's the look of I'm so angry and baffled and I am going to lie to your face, but in a way that hurts you. And he does. He But did that hurt her? It does. That's, At the funeral, probably, but that, not but there. That, but that's what I'm saying. It used to hurt her. Yeah. And she, this time, just kind of like rolls her eyes at him when he yep. says, he's like, go, go be with Jeremiah. Like, he wants you. In the book, I said it, he says I never did. Here, he did that shit at the funeral because yep. they, they like took that up to eleven. So this time, he just is not not anymore. Which honestly, you thought of it a different way than I did. You're like, of course not anymore. He just saw them kissing, so I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Even for like the moment, even if he was just talking to Stephen about, oh, yeah. I love her. You know, like loving her and wanting her in that moment are two different, two different things. things yeah. So, um, all right, so we get that. Then we get a cute Laurel and Steven. Oh, yeah. 
go drink and have some fun with your girls. Yeah, like she like basically lists out all of the things like that they you did. Wouldn't. Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And says like, no, this is what you should be doing. You don't have to worry about like Princeton right now. And um, she calls him out. I love the part where she calls him out about Taylor. Like, yep. You've been texting you, them the whole time. Yeah, she's. You guys have been texting the whole time. She's like, you're not slick. And then Cleveland comes back. I loved that. Yo, great how they did my man Cleveland, where he's still involved, but he's not there. So I feel like he might have had some kind of like scheduling conflict because they're keeping his storyline alive with, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, different tactics and ways to do it. But he's not actually there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, what else happens in that scene? Okay, so that's a setup for her going to this book event. Yeah, Laurel's got a plan. Steven's yeah. got a plan. And it's Steven again. Like, just great material for Steven. Like, uh, he's encouraging his mom. Like, he's just, like, been on the phone talking to Conrad, like, shoot your shot. And he's like, Mom, don't be scared. Like, go out and, and into the world and have these experiences. It sounds like, it looked like the kind of dynamic of a divorced parent and kid like they get to spend a lot of one-on-one time and there's not that other figure there Mm -hmm. so they have those kind of like other relationships that traditional household may not i get that that's a good point so then you get conrad and trusky dude that guy he's like his eyes man Icy blue, beautiful. <laughs> when you look into those things, ocean blue. Yeah. Billy Eilish wrote a song about it. Oh my God. Yeah. So um, I've had other people, we did the exact same thing. Like I watched it once just to watch it. The second time I kind of like just only listened to what he was saying in the background. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny. It was yeah. so funny. He's like, uh, what did he say at first? He's like, Conrad, Ooh. you're back. And then he goes, Conrad, Conrad you're, you're back. back. <laughs> and he's like, um, oh, I knew they had some tennis. Some- you know, Conrad's yeah. not even listening. So he picks up the necklace. He's looking at it and he says, uh, you know, I saw my brother kissing. You my... don't think he's listening. I think he's definitely listening. And that's part of the reason why he's like, he's... I need to go insert myself back into the ship. Yeah. Yeah. But he says, uh, I saw my brother kissing my Santa and then he, and then he takes, Claus. A, takes a step back and he's like belly because she's not anything to him right now. Yeah. Right. He doesn't he doesn't own her right he doesn't have any right to her so um and i think he realized that so then you get belly back at the car with jeremiah oh and they're like waiting which is yo jer again being a good brother being a an adult a grown-up yeah good for them well there's a couple of flashbacks to belly and jer right so i guess i've missed one she walks back to the car he is like no we're gonna wait like she <laughs> wants to leave interestingly she actually is like yeah we should just go like i don't think he's coming and jerry's like i know my brother right like it's his car he has to move out like let's just keep waiting so like that's another like strong jeremiah sure and he doesn't accuse belly he is just like what did he say to you she's honest with him she's like yeah he said that i just kissed you to get back at him and jeremiah gives her a look he doesn't say anything. He I didn't mean it. He doesn't fly off that's the not, handle. That's not what I did. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't fly off the handle. He just, you know, let let it lie. When they're back at the car, now they're sitting, um, I think they're sitting in the trunk, right, of, of the car. And she again, like, puts her foot down and says, like, hey, you, you know, like, we're still good, right? 
And he's like, we're not going to talk about this right here. All right. Then Conrad. <laughs> Conrad shows up with his box. Excuse me. And then, okay. I already thought it was funny when he says, what does he say? Like, Jeremiah's like, oh, like, here, you drive. I don't trust myself right now. I don't trust myself right now. <laughs> and Belly's like. Belly gets this look like. Like, what is wrong with you, almost? He is in a mode, like, you know, I don't know, like sociopath, like, like deranged. I think deranged is a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Like, he saves himself by saying, I didn't sleep last night. Yes. Chill out, or whatever he says. Yeah, yeah we're, don't worry. Good. we're good. Don't worry. Um. Okay, so that was a little offbeat, and you could tell it was offbeat. And then I didn't expect, I, I did not expect them to just like go on that mood yeah. for fucking, it, it had to be like at least five minutes of. It was, I was on the edge of my seat. So I've never been on the edge of my seat for the show until that scene. I was like, what the well, fuck is going on right now? You, you paused it. You're like, whoa, 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 can I pause this? And you and I just had to like, like look what at fucking show is this? We're like, I was like, what is going on? And it was brilliant. It was brilliant, and it worked. It did work, but I, at the end of it, I was like, "What are they doing here?" Like, because Conrad gets like all these props for being the grown up and being the adult, but they flipped it. It's got Conrad being like a fucking psychopath, and <laughs> Jer being like taking mis- it, Mr. Like, yeah. yeah, Mr. Like uh, voice of reason, not really voice of reason, but like. He's just not, he's Solid. not, he's not letting, he's not letting it affect him. them. Okay. So I have thought about that, those scenes a lot. And a lot of, a lot of people who have been giving heat to Conrad all season mm-hmm. have been waiting for the payoff of him. Like just, he keeps telling everybody to grow up and it didn't, it didn't click for me until I actually read that article where Chris is like, I thought of that scene as a fantastic opportunity to play an adult 18 year old who is having a temper tantrum. Like, like, Great. like he was like, he's like, that's how I thought about it. That's how I decided to play it. And he's like this guy who gets shit all the time for not saying what's on his mind. Just goes overboard, like overcorrects. He, yeah. So he totally overcorrects. But what Chris said is he doesn't, it, it's another example of he doesn't know how to communicate. Sure. Right. That is totally right. So he he only knows in this moment, like, um, what did Chris say? He said it's beyond anger. Like it's it's more than anger. It's like yeah. it's anger. It's all of his guilt. It's probably the fact that he knows he fucked this up with Belly, and he know he probably is also thinking like, I'm not gonna be here. So like, let's just watch the world burn. There's like a little bit of that to it. Yeah. No. I I think it. That's exactly right. Everything you're saying is exactly right. And I think Conrad has these ways of coping that aren't always healthy, whether it be drowning, just pounding Chardonnay and getting drunk every second day drinking and in season one. And then earlier in season two, he shuts everybody out Mm -hmm. in the in between seasons. Mm -hmm. He basically shut everyone out. This, which they referenced well, this when, episode. Yeah, when, apparently, when Susanna started getting bad, they, they shut out Belly, <laughs> shut out Jer, <laughs> shut out. So that's another coping mechanism that's not exactly healthy. And then this third coping mechanism isn't exactly healthy either. So I'm like, my guy 
is gonna figure his shit out. Mm-hmm. That's part of why I think he did the right thing and did the best thing for himself. For he doesn't he, saw the board like, and maybe he's not thinking of it now, but I know that not, it is. yeah, he's not thinking that deeply, but he makes a choice. And... I think he knows that something's got to change. Yeah, something's got to change. Yeah, it's like the um, definition of insanity, right? Just it's keep like, doing the same thing over again and, and expecting different results. Yeah. Um. So anyway, there's that. Let's just go on that scene for a little bit, though. Like we we've we've obviously broken down and analyzed what it is. But I like, felt bad for Belly the most because that's like it's really mean to Belly what he did, especially like asking who's a better kisser. That's not. Like, oh, that, that's probably that like was, so that mean. was so rough. That like, was so rough. That's probably the one thing that That was that was the point where I started to get super stressed out that he was gonna say something. Imply that he and Belly had done something that Jared doesn't know about. Yes. Yeah. Which is the trump card in that Right. So he you start to see that he has some restraint, but and it builds, right? Because it just kind of starts out with him like it's so so psycho but he's like singing free fall oh my god and then he starts drumming and right that hard on the back of jared's chair at which point my heart is already like pumping blood because i'm like, like what is happening and then he leans in to belly and's like you shouldn't read you're gonna get and then he's like jared do you know that she yes gets... i do yeah she took a jam of me and such and such yeah so then right I I can't believe he said because he never says shit like this. Even when he means it, he's like, "You look really good in my sweatshirt." And then she tries to, tries to deflect. I got a new one. You can have at a bag. No, no, at Finch. Oh, you guys went to Finch. What a romantic excursion! He also says he can he can, uh, that he can have it back, which yeah. is a big thing for Belly to say. Yeah. Like, oh, I got another one. You can have it. Yeah. Um. So there's that. That leads to Finch's fun which leads which to... is the all-time it's it's like it's pretty but then brutal. okay so there's that right that sets him up to actually ask questions that he wants to know the answers to how long has this been going on how long has this been going on then he does the fucked up like oh this is your first kiss no 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 wait <gasps> belly didn't you say that you guys kissed a couple times how many times was a couple times oh you don't want to share they went there they went all the way there and it's like oh we've probably said it a thousand times, like get to all three of them in a spot and figure the shit out. Right. Like they finally got all three right. together and we're like, yeah, some well, shit got out, opened up into the air. Well, you can dirty see, laundry. You can actually see belly's face change when Conrad says, and I said it to somebody, it's like, it's weird, but lighthearted enough until his tone changes when he says, like the discretion thing and he's like yeah because we all know that jer can't keep his fucking mouth shut about anybody that he hooks up with and you can see belly's like face actually change a little and then when he takes it a step too far he's like oh yeah wasn't it like seven that doesn't even include belly and it's you know shut up don't be a dick it's oh and then the world may never know. That's good. I, I said that a couple times today. We were playing tennis. I was like, <laughs> the world may never know. It's yeah. a good line. So um, the only thing I'll say about that is you would ask me. So I, I'll i say this for the people who hate Conrad. I will say this for the people who love Conrad. 
you're like, oh my God, what are they doing to your boy? Like, as in like character, like, I'm like, they're, like, they're, like they're facing his character. They're hurting his character. And I didn't read it that way because number one, what he saw was messed up. And we've talked about that multiple times, right? What he saw was messed up. He was supposed to have a very visceral reaction to it. So if we were expecting a visceral reaction, he would have gotten backlash if he picked a fight with Jeremiah. He would have gotten way more backlash if he berated Belly. Yeah, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah, this, like, so like... This is I, the best version. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this, but if he done anything that I think he had a right to do, he had a right to show his emotions in some way. But like, yes, I... did. I very much enjoyed Petty, Sassy, Conrad. And there's a lot of TikTok videos where of like Petty and Sassy, Conrad, but like he was a Conrad. I didn't know that I, that I, that I needed, but that I really enjoyed. I mean, great for his character, like another layer. Awesome. It's just, yeah. it's just like, if you're going to stand on the grown up leg that chops it out a little bit because it's it's the opposite they flip the they flip the script on it but it just shows like he's it shows that they're all fucking 16 17 18 and like everyone's got jer was super grown up in that scene jer has been the opposite conrad super childish in that scene he's been the opposite no one is perfect us us flawed humans are um flawed flawed. (laughs) i'm thinking about the fucking gas station scene and it's making me hungry for swedish fish Oh, Swedish fish. How dare you? I mean, I don't know if right now in this moment, Sour Patch Kids would be. The, I see them right here. If they would be the best thing to eat on a podcast, but mm. Swedish fish may. Mm. Anyhow. Okay. So that cuts to Stephen and Taylor. Stephen shows up to a restaurant mm. with all of her friends mm. there. Awkward turtle, man. It's awkward because it's clear that. He thought it was him meeting up with her, not him meeting up with her and all of her friends. And then he also later on finds out that she doesn't really tell any of her friends about how much she's like Steven. So for them, it's like, why is this guy bringing you roses? Yeah, I think we've we've all seen that situation play out. Have you? Have you ever brought somebody roses? No, no, not 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 that situation, but where alone. Yeah. You have this like great flirty relationship. And then when you take it to the streets, yeah. And it's like, I'm not getting the same thing back that I would have been getting when it's just me and this person. That's so I think we we know that feeling. But especially in a new relationship. But she kept it like she slyly did him some solids there. Yeah. By like saying bad bitches, like saving him from that. Yeah. The scorn of her friend. Yeah, and they, they want to poke fun at the Milo thing, the dis, the dis yeah, uh, and, album. And he's, she's like, nah. She wasn't like, oh my god, and like giving him a kiss when she got there, but she didn't bury him to her friends. No, either. No. So she kind of kept it. She kept a G because Taylor's a G. The best part of that scene is, and oh my god, have you been getting the text too? Yes, I'm so happy. He's so right for her. And then they both say two different names at the same time. It's like it's been building to that, and we finally got that payoff too, which was phenomenal. That's some good fan service there. That was great. That's so good. Because she, they, they eventually say Team Jeremiah. 
and team jellyfish and all that shit oh yeah like they yeah, yeah they'll, they'll go into it uh later on okay so this is what you were talking about we get the candy i'm just gonna call it the candy scene the, the gas station scene so hangry belly is a belly that we want to avoid starts to rain just like in the book they go to the gas station hangry vicky is a is a, a vicky we want to avoid too nightmare i've i've learned to i have my acquiesce yeah i know i'm like okay where are we going for breakfast <laughs> like you know it's a first it's got a question it's got to be asked within the first 20 minutes of waking up on the weekend where are we going <laughs> all right um so then you get them in the actual gas station and it's almost like the 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 turf has changed right so like there was a dynamic when it was contained in, in the car and then now that they're like kind of in an open place conrad's just kind of like not he's not poking at jeremiah anymore they're just kind of like both silently until they get steps. to the counter and then they get to the counter and then he like he uses the gas station attendant as a prop and he's like i tried to warn him well that that's after he says like she's not gonna like those you say like he got two i i i thought i thought conrad so what i think happened mm -hmm. is he saw jeremiah grab two swedish fish mm-hmm you grab two so that you can give one to Belly. Sure. I think he saw that and was like, no. And then he grabbed two Sour Patch Kids. So then they get up there and he's like, she's not going to eat those. And it's, again, him just kind of trying to prove that he knows her better. It's him trying to prove, but I think that it ended up backfiring. I. Like I, he thought it was going to be a bigger deal than it was. I don't read it that way. Okay, let's 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 go, girl. So then, okay, so they have that out, and mm -hmm. Jeremiah like finally has enough, and he is like, "Hey, do you still like her?" Because it's the only justification for him acting this way. Yeah. Um. So Conrad says nothing, but now Jeremiah has actually done what he said that he wanted them to do on the beach, right? Which is mm -hmm. like, we're gonna talk, even if it's hurtful. Yeah. So he's like, do you still like her? Yes or no, because I do. So yes, you didn't just walk in on her kissing. I am trying yeah. to build something here. So if you're just going to be this guy who like inserts yourself in the middle, like we have to talk this out. Yep. I think at that point, Conrad starts to change his lens because he. I love that. Because he's sitting in the backseat. He's watching it go down and it's a hollow victory. It's a hollow. That's, a, that's how I said it backfired. That's more what I mean. Well, it's a it's a hollow victory. I think for Jer, Jer is very in his head still. You know, it, it like those feelings don't just go away. Mm -hmm. Like the feeling of oh my god, is Belly gonna pick um, Conrad at the end of the day? Is she always gonna have this deeper connection with him? And it's true, right? Like Belly's like, oh, what'd you get? Immediately she says, oh my fave. If that was Conrad from five minutes ago when he was in a way different headspace. And Jeremiah hadn't like forced him to try to talk it out. Um, yeah, he would have, you know, said something to Belly that was like snide and like a, a weird comment. He probably would have like said something to Jer, like I fucking told you she wouldn't like them. Something like that would have come out of his mouth, but he doesn't. So that's where I feel like it's a hollow victory. It's a hollower victory because he has to watch Belly pander to Jeremiah. 
And then Jeremiah has to accept being pandered to. So it's like a very, it's a very important scene, I think. I don't think it's that important of a scene. I think it could have went a bunch of different ways if Jer only brought out Swedish fish. I think Belly would have eaten the Swedish fish and been fine with it. But that's the point, is you see that she's willing to try to build this new thing, yeah. not just base everything on the foundation of the past. And, and whereas Conrad is like maybe thinking it's so, so important when he sees it play out, it's like that really doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? If you're if you're Jenny and you're a book girly, it's still a very, very big like the sweatshirt thing last. Uh, it's like the sweatshirt thing. I'm going to go off on the unicorn later on. Stay tuned. But there's 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 a lot of history there. They a lot of history. I will get to history, past loves versus future loves. Laurel does a good job explaining that. We don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But just because like he knows what candy she likes doesn't mean that they can't build something no, new and fresh. And that's, that's what I'm saying. That's that's totally and completely factual. Okay, so then we have Steven and Taylor. The girls have gone. Mm-hmm. They decided to go get frozen yogurt. And the vibes are a little off, probably because of the embarrassment that we don't know is embarrassment until later on. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah, but then... She calls Steven out for, like, the weird judgy way that he's looking at her. And he's like, so, sorry you picked the wrong horse or whatever. And then they get into a very interesting back and forth that, yes, I think is fan service. Like, poking fun at the fans. Because they're literally having the debates. Yeah, Team Jeremiah. That Team team Jeremiah and Team Conrad have all the live long day. Right? Like, Steven's defending Conrad. Taylor is like, he, Jeremiah is your best friend. How could you root against him? Conrad broke her heart. And it wasn't just Belly that he shut out. He shut you out too, right? Like, aren't you mad about that? Okay. There's a very interesting dialogue that they have where Taylor can't let go of being mad at Conrad because of, oh, he broke her heart. Mm Mm-hmm. Stephen defends Conrad by saying Jeremiah is easier. Okay. But Belly is really much deeper than people give her credit for, that she has a lot of deeper complexities and she needs to be with someone who challenges her and understands that about her. And he feels like that's Conrad. Okay. Okay. I didn't put two and two together until you watch their final scene together. The ironic thing about that is he's trying to explain to Taylor that that's what Conrad is for Belly. Taylor is feeling like she's the Belly in the situation. She is so used to going for easier. She says it later on, right? Like Milo was easier because if you don't have real feelings, then you can't get hurt. Okay. Right. And then she is so empathetic for Belly getting hurt by Conrad. And then she brings up that Stephen really hurt her last summer. Then Stephen telling Taylor of all people that Belly is deeper than she gets credit for. 
that she needs to be with someone who really understands her. And if that's complex and messy, that's still better than this like surface level bullshit, which is really what he's trying to be for Taylor. And it scares her in a lot of ways. So um, that was something I didn't realize until literally guys fourth watch, but Jenny has come out in interviews and said, as well as the guy who played Milo told an interviewer that Jenny gave him that direction. Like, this is who you are. This is who Steven is. And Jenny helped them understand it by saying, like, Conrad is to Belly what Steven is to Taylor. So there's your parallel. So Jeremiah is going to release a diss album to Conrad. No. No. Okay. Actually, I thought I heard that. But wouldn't that be great? Yeah, and even with Steven. Oh, we'll get there for sure. All right. So um, I thought that was really good. Now they have a fight. We have our first Taylor fight. That's not bickering back and forth, right? Like she is really mad. And she should be. And she I says thought it. he was a little heavy handed there. She says it. Right. He's like, oh, this is what we do. And she's like, no, not all the time. Like not. Not that, not now that this is real for me because I really have feelings for you and you're like, you're hurting my feelings now. Poor Taylor. I know. She made, I cried like three times, first watch. Three different points. That fucking... <laughs> He's very invested in Sailor. That's not the reason why. It is. I, it is. You love those two. I do love those two. You love those two. So, of course, you love those two together. But I also fucking... Susanna and Belly in bed oh oh you mean okay i'm sorry you mean you cried like throughout the entire episode yeah 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 okay. yes, I, I thought you were saying that you cried like every every steven and taylor no story. no not the first fight one of the second reuniting one okay for sure. okay i gotcha all right so then we get belly and jeremiah they get to the um motel and conrad's paying for the hotel apparently probably daddy's credit card again and him and Belly, like, touch hands. But again, you don't... In season one, if that shit were to happen, you'd get a Belly voiceover like, oh my god, we're meant to be together. And this time, it's just, like, super fucking awkward. Um, Conrad said, makes up some bullshit about, like, oh, you guys go to the room. I'm gonna make some calls. He's checking the bus schedule. Yeah. Or whatever. We think he's checking the bus schedule or, like, trying to find the fastest route out of there. Mm-hmm. Or he just wants to be alone, right? Like, he's done doing that, like, fucky bullshit, mm -hmm. and he just wants to be alone. So, um, Belly and Jeremiah now walk into the motel. So funny. It's one bed. I already knew that. It keeps getting better and better. Yeah. I already knew that it was going to be one bed, because that's how it happens in the book. But the visual of it, when they walked in, you thought was really funny. Um, And then a very strong Belly and Jeremiah scene. Like, I saw that scene, I'm like, yeah, like, no deviation from the book plot. Like, Belly's going to choose Jeremiah. Um, and it's the setup for her actually choosing Jeremiah. I loved it. I loved it. In the book, it's like there's so much unsaid between all of them mm -hmm. that if you chose to view it that way, it could really be Conrad let them be together. And... In this, it's not exactly Conrad letting them be together. It's Jeremiah wanting and calling Belly out on making a real choice. Like He's one like, proof. 
Like I need, I can't get this on a technicality. Exactly. exactly. We're not even a technicality, but he's like, I know you're telling me that you want me right now, but if my brother loves you too, like, let's just say that my brother is a big fat liar because I know he is and he loves you. Like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Had so, to be done. So what's interesting though, isn't it interesting that He's told Belly he's waiting for the other shoe to drop. She says, fine, I'll have a conversation with him for real about it all. She's planning on having that conversation the next morning. Smart of Jeremiah, right? Sometimes Jeremiah can get a little gaslighty, and sometimes we've seen him be a little bit manipulative. I think this is manipulative in the best way possible. He's at the end of his rope. Because, well, this is manipulation in the best way possible because it's not just him waiting around for the other shoe to drop. He went and talked to Belly and said, hey, look, here's what I'm afraid of. If he tells you he loves you, you guys need to have a conversation. And if you still pick me after you hear him say those words, I'm yours. Then he goes. Huh? And you're mine? You're mine. And she gets all happy. Oh, my God. And then, but what he does, Mm -hmm. right? He doesn't just leave it there. Then he's like, okay, I'm not just going to wait around for this to happen. Proactive. I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to go talk to my brother and I'm going to draw him out so that I can find out what he's about to tell her and I can tell him to tell her that so that I don't get burned. And I think it was brilliant of Jeremiah. Yeah. Because all he's asking for is honesty. That's all that this man wants. And it's great. I'm all in on it. They played it played it well. I think I think they played it beautifully. Um, Are we getting the the vending machine? The vending machine scene. Dun, dun, dun. Um, best Jeremiah acting. He was good all episode, but that acting, Gavin. like yeah, Gavin really brought the heat there. And, and I think he mentioned that there was a scene where you bring it home with you, and it was very emo- like tough mm-hmm. to do as an actor. I think that's got to be the scene he's talking about because mm-hmm. he really brought it and it, it gets Conrad to, they finally have the conversation that they've been needing to have for it, a long yeah. time. Like it's, it's so surreal and it's going to make me sad and cry. But when you and I did our recap of last season finale, mm-hmm. like one of our things was just like, we just need these two brothers to talk. And it's been an entire, think about it, it's been an entire season and they still haven't really talked. And like, it's been two seasons leading up to them having a real sit down adult man to man conversation about something that is very, very awkward. Like your big thing has always been, does it have to be two brothers? Yeah. And this was the scene where it's like, I kind of liked that it's two brothers brothers because it shows that there is something more important than belly like jeremiah like yes like they're both it's it's almost like they're both feeling defeated like none of them has really lost or won yet but they're both like being very defeated and vulnerable to each other which is nice to see yeah because jeremiah is like like, you have to tell her you love her. And Conrad's like, no, you've won. She picked you. And he's like, it doesn't feel like she picked me. And then he's like, do you love her? Conrad said, yes, yes, I do. And 
Conrad says, no, like she she's over me. She's moved on. Like they're both like basically pouring their heart out about how they don't feel like they. Yeah, because like even it. if Conrad like. He just saw them making out on his car at all that yeah, stuff. Like there's right. no there's no immediate path forward. Like he That's knows right. that if it's like if this is the belly that the belly in my mind that I want. That wouldn't have happened. Um, right. Um, well, yeah. Like, okay. So let's say he says, I love you. And she flips again. It's like, yeah, it's like she, you at least know she's confused and he doesn't want, yeah, he doesn't want that. He doesn't want confused belly. He wants, he wants belly that would be relieved and giving him a second chance and is felt the same way. And it's very clear that she, even if she doesn't love Jer, which I think she loves Jer, but, um, from Conrad's perspective, even if she didn't and it was just lust or like caught up in the moment, it's like she's clearly very confused and he can't do confused belly again. Shout out to the, the location scout, man. They found the perfect motel where I like the white coloring and then you have like the room right there and then around the corner, you can get those shots where you don't have to do a million cuts like out to here, out to there. And it, they use it multiple times. Yeah. Like they use it again where they're going right around the corner and then great um i'll just say that was probably the hardest scene for me because being team conrad it it was almost worse to hear him say the words twice because he doesn't really say it in the book he just lets it go but like he tells jeremiah like, yes, he doesn't lie. He doesn't brush it off. He's like, yes, I am in love with her. And then we'll t- get to the other scene, but he actually says it to Belly. So um, it's just a little bit harder to take because I know how it's going to end, but he um, made some strides forwards before taking five steps back at the end. It's always um, Okay. Uh, oh, wait, I, I do have to talk about... Um, Jeremiah says, if you're not going to do it for yourself, which it's like we know Conrad's not going to do anything for himself. Um, if you're not going to do it for Belly, Conrad still thinks he's protecting Belly or he just wants her to be happy. And he's like, I, do it think, for me. I think happy is being with Jeremiah right now. Um, do it for me. And Love it. we're not going to get the reason for that. We'll tease it or read the third book. But um, if that were you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's immediate. Like, if your mom actually said, hey, take care of your brother mm-hmm. when she's on her deathbed, like, and Jeremiah says, and your brother says, hey, can you do this one thing for me? Of course he is. Right? Like, I, I think that's, like, why? Um, So, it's just sad. Sad, sad, sad. Okay. Uh, then Belly is in the bathroom. Um, she's showered and she's kind of like sitting in there. She's like afraid to go out and she calls Laurel. Thoughts on the Laurel scene? Good motherly advice. What's that? Old loves burnout. She knows she can feel it. She's like just looking for some confirmation here. (laughs) Like she knows what she's feeling. She knows that this thing that she had dreamt of forever is not there anymore in the version that 
she wants it to be. Yeah. She's over it. She's like, I can't do that again. But she's really feeling these new exciting feelings for another guy. And she's like, but I wasted so long thinking about <laughs> this one thing. Like, how can that be true? And I think Laurel puts her into the right direction. Yeah. Well, Laurel does it in a way where it's like, you know, love is like seasons, right? So seasons can change, seasons can move. And she's like, the only question you have to ask yourself is, um, you know, are you thinking about what you had or are you excited for what's to come? Yeah, that's and the great writing. They, That's exactly yeah. how Belly feels. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, so, and sometimes when you have time apart, you have new experiences, you change, you grow, and then, like, they have a whole, it's like meeting a new person for Belly and Conrad, mm -hmm. you know? So they have this, it's not just the same thing, it's like, if this were to be how it plays out, mm -hmm. they have, like, a bunch of years where they don't sure. know what they did, and it's like a new person. Well, the other thing, too, is, I don't really think I'd get into it here, but um there's this idea right you said this and i believe it which is and belly says it too so it's not like we're making the up in no. our heads is jelly jelly jeremiah and belly um have said multiple times like this is real mm -hmm. and i do think that belly is ready for something that is more tangible and real than this like fairy tale that she yeah had um, because even when you think about the scenes that we got from Conrad and Belly, they loved each other and it was very romantic, but it was like, it was romantic and then real happened and they just didn't get a fair shot. And I think that Conrad knows they didn't get a fair shot and he wants to do over on like a real shot with Belly, but Belly is just again, excited for something that's real and not fairy tale. Because she thinks the fairy tale is dead. And the fairy tale may very well be dead, right? Like this, um, I mean, listen, the, the, the runway looks good for, for her and Jer. That's a good place to take a break. Woo! We're back, baby. Full disclosure, we just had a bit of a halftime. And now we're starting the third quarter. We had a little intermission. Yeah, we had to eat something because we've been going for a while now when we still were like halfway through the episode, so... Where'd we leave off? So in case the lighting, if you're watching on YouTube and the lighting kind of changed a little bit, that's why. But if you're on Spotify or Apple, yeah, all good. <laughs> okay, so We're at twilight here in Charlottesville. Beautiful outside. We are at, oh, one of my favorite shots camera-wise. Oh, up at the top of the bed. Yes. So after Belly goes back out to the boys. Uh, you get the scene where they have clearly talked, so they're they're not doing their well. Conrad's not doing his bullshit back and forth anymore. They're sitting at the little round table. Belly comes out. She looks at them kind of funny. She tosses her shoes over there, and then she's getting into bed. Conrad goes pulls the blankets down, says to Jeremiah, "What side do you want?" Because they've pretty much agreed. Like we're gonna give Belly the bed. Uh, really cute Belly. You don't get to get a lot of cute Belly with the two of them because of the situation. But uh, it's from the book. But Jeremiah says, like, you're the girl. You can have the bed. And she's like, in another point in time, I don't really know why being the girl means that I get to have the bed. But in the book, I think she says, like, I'm too tired. I'm too blah, blah, blah to argue right now. But uh, in the show, she's like, 
but I definitely saw a cockroach, so have at it, boys. And they laugh at her. So they got all snuggled on their sides. Yep. Obviously, we're coming off of quite possibly the weirdest fucking day ever. <laughs> and uh, the camera pans. How, how does it work? It, like, it pans up and it's bird eye view shot of Belly laying in the, middle uh, of the bed, staring up the As ceiling. it zooms out. It's just the same camera with the zoom on. And yeah. it goes. And as it zooms further out, you see Jeremiah on one side, kind of running on the other side. And they're all awake. They're all awake. And Lana Del Rey is playing. Yeah, a lot of good music in this joint. So this much. This whole, whole episode. Yeah. We mentioned uh, the Gin Blossoms, but you get, well, you know, we, this yeah. track. You get that one song. So happy together. Yeah, that was during That's the great... delusional Conrad yeah. stuff. Um, no, it's all it's all really good. Okay. So, yeah, I just wanted to show a little love to, to that scene because um, even that picture, that picture is going to be, like, iconic um, on, like, articles and um, all kinds of feeds on social media. So then Laurel's walking into this book event. Fishtown. We were wondering if we'd get, like, a surprise Cleveland. Surprise Cleveland. We didn't. Um, but how it worked out was Cleveland's been texting me about this writer's event. Mm-hmm. I assumed he'd be there, but no, it's like, this is a great writer's event in Philly. Get there because yeah. it'll be good for you. Yeah. But he tells this woman to like look out for Laurel and probably yeah. tells her to like make her feel comfortable and all this stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. Just brought into the group. And as I guess what happens with writers groups, like you are asked to read some of your work. And yeah, I love that that woman was just like, oh, if there's anything I know about reading your memoir, Susanna loved being the center of attention. So would you please read? And that's like a very like nice thing. Like she clearly has read the the book and she even pulls out her own copy of it and gives yeah. it to Laurel. I was hoping for some some slam poetry by Laurel, but we got yeah, that instead. Sorry, the the dog moved the camera a little bit. We had to regroup. But what I kept wondering was what that book really is. Like, is there a prop book that has like real words on it every page or is it like just this one page where it's like the story da, 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 da. yeah because obviously you know laurel not laurel but jackie has memorized her lines oh yeah, yeah. Like she's actually, actually like reading, physically reading uh anything but yeah that's true okay so then after that mm-hmm. you cut back to the boys the boys the boys so i'm glad that they cut it out because it just wouldn't be believable at this point because um belly's not flip-floppy but in the book she's almost like annoyed at jeremiah for being asleep like he's like snoring and she's almost like annoyed that he could fall asleep and you know in this tense situation so belly's awake and conrad's awake Mm -hmm. and he must know that she's awake because he says belly she doesn't answer so there's no dialogue from Belly except for like one part um, in this. And he says, Belly? Conrad can hear the shifting in the bed because she rolls over. Probably. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he says, I didn't mean it. Direct quote from the book because he needs, he needs to take back what he said when she went after him right after he caught them kissing. And that's where he said... Um, He's no, the one I, who wants I, you. He said, I don't. he said, I don't want you anymore. 
And he says, I still want you. He says, I, of course I do. And then she says, Conrad, like she's about to say something. And he's like, not now. You don't have to say anything. I just wanted you to know. Mm-hmm. And you don't really get Belly's reaction. Like, um, again, her reaction is not a voiceover. It's not, she's not longing for him necessarily. She kind of sighs, right? Like, uh, like if that's true, like this Jeremiah is kind of right. This is messier. Like she may still not choose him, but she's like, okay, so Jeremiah was right. I, I might have to end up breaking one heart um then you have belly turning away from conrad rolling over and then she starts to remember when she had to go see susanna that scene was tough man the scene with susanna is so tough because you get them walking up right Mm -hmm. and i think at that age like i would definitely have tried to get out of going to see someone Mm -hmm. who's dying for the last time like that shit is uncomfortable yeah and i can feel belly there i felt that they go up. Not a great situation. So, uh, Rachel Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Great job. Also, like, oh, killed it. She did really, really. It's so well acting job there. It's so sad. And I read the book, and it's direct, almost quote quoted directly from the narration in the book, where Belly is saying like she didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. She's saying. Um, that nobody told she's she's like almost upset that nobody told her that Susanna was getting this bad. She's like, not my mom, not Susanna, not Conrad. And so now she's faced with this situation and everybody knows what's happening, right? But for Belly, who's just learning about this, like she wants to pretend that it's not the end and it's just heartbreaking to see. What I love most about that scene, and I loved it more in the show than in the book. In the book it, i think it's because i don't know Susanna as well mm-hmm. i can't put a f- face to her necessarily and um just seeing rachel play it is yeah. incredible i thought it was just more um fan service for belly and conrad because so much of what they talk about is the relationship and belly's skewed view on whether or not he loves her and all that stuff and the scene in the show is just so much more, but where they do bring it back is when she says she want Susanna wants to talk to Belly about what happened with Conrad and Belly is probably a little bit embarrassed by it. She's probably yeah. a little bit ashamed. She doesn't want to go there mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to like burden Susanna with her feelings. Right. At this oh, moment. their girlfriend. But um, she says it's not important. And it's the most part- important heartbreaking she's like it's the most important. that was shit made me cry Ugh. because just like us as people devalue ourselves and like no this actually matters like this matters to me like this matters to me it matters to you no. it matters to our family like here. if if i love you the way that she does and i will i'll talk about that after i love you so whatever you, is going on in your life matters to me mm-hmm. and I, I thought it was always and a little and it's beautiful because it 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 only so happens to be that it's her son, right? But you buy that it's really about Belly. Yeah, right, right, right. If it was fucking Roger the Dodger or some yeah. random dude, it would have been like, no, that let's talk about that. But with Susanna and Belly, it was always like Susanna treated her like a 
daughter for mm -hmm. real for real mm -hmm. and i'm like is that normal is that how it would be mm -hmm. call back to that laurel scene where she's reading and you find out john conklin wasn't even there mm -hmm. for belly's birth but laura uh, susanna was so that's something that you go through together that's difficult and emotional and like one of those life events it changes things it's makes it that much more important and it's probably a tie that susanna has with mm -hmm. belly lifetime yeah you know so I, it's really really uh believable yeah you look at people who go through tough shit together or people who go through gritty things that aren't always easy to difficult things teams that win football championships and you know you're like tied by the people you experienced it with and i feel like part of that is with uh susanna and, and belly yeah we're gonna get um a parallel to that i think in season three um because you find out in book three that actually conrad and laurel have that exact same relationship um and in season one you get a hint at that we've right? seen drops of it yeah yeah we've, say, seen, we've seen drops, drops of, it, of it but it's like he's like no you're the first you're the first baby like like she, like he's literally the first of all of the kids right and if you can see how much Susanna was there when belly was born like laurel was there when conrad was, was born um well, maybe not physically there like Susanna was for for belly but um it's a heartbreaking scene i think i think jer being there had some significance too yeah jared's not there in the in the book for sure but they have the same conversation so let me talk about let me break down the conrad part of it first um it's heartbreaking and it's a plot device um and you can say it's a plot device for what's currently going on in the motel it's also a plot device for what we think future is going to go on um between belly and conrad but um Susanna can tell that belly is very upset she's like he broke up with me Susanna is like don't hate conrad she can tell right like she she wants to unburden belly like i know you hate him but like please don't hate him yeah um she explains away like all this stuff one very important thing that Susanna says to belly to, to get belly to open up about it is um Belly's kind of like, did you hear? Like, did he tell you? And Susanna just looks at Belly because they have this understanding. He's like, our boy doesn't tell me anything. Oh, yeah, that was good. And it's like, a, it's it's a nod to the fact that even though Conrad doesn't say anything, you should be able to, like, like his mom knows him, mm -hmm. right? It's like, he doesn't say anything, but he's my son. Like, I know him better than he knows himself. And she's kind of pleading with Belly to do that in her absence. And it's really, really sad and heartbreaking. Like, because Belly is so in her feelings. She's like, Belly, he loves you. And she and Belly's like, no, he doesn't. Like, she's just thinking, like, in her, like, 16-year-old just got broke up with Brom mm -hmm. brain. And she's like, no, he doesn't. And Susanna's like, yes, he does. And you love him, too. Mm. And Belly doesn't answer because, obviously, she loves Conrad. But um she says will you do something for me then mm -hmm. will you look after him mm -hmm. and the reason i bring that up is because i think that in the motel scene it's not about the fact that she doesn't have feelings for conrad 
it's bigger than that, mm. right? Because she now thinks that Conrad has feelings for her and she has feelings for Jeremiah, she knows that she would hurt him. And I think that she's thinking back on like, is this me being there for him? And is this me reading in between the lines like Susanna wanted me to do? Like he doesn't always communicate well and he doesn't always say what's on his mind, but like there you, you can know. Yeah. And that's something that um it's tragic. It's gonna make me cry for Conrad, but it's like these two women in his life, like they should be able to like see through his bullshit and like help guide him through that bullshit, but one of them's gone. Yeah. And one of them's unwilling to play that game right now. Yeah, because Belly is feeling she, you know, has these deep feelings for conrad but something in her mind changes during that scene when jer comes in and things change and well then it becomes it's um you know maybe it's friendship whatever but at that moment it's not all about conrad because when um susanna says y'all will find your way back to each other Mm -hmm. she's like jer hasn't even brought up Mm -hmm. jer hasn't even been brought up he's like me and jer or me and conrad so it's like something in her brain flipped something changed and then it just goes to show you where her mind was at. Well, Jenny said it, it's almost more tragic because for Belly, when when she sees Jeremiah, it's like reminds her that she's lost more. Right? Yeah, like, like a collateral damage. Yeah, in addition she, to, she's like, she's like, I'm I'm physically losing Susanna as we speak. Oh, I have already lost Conrad, and oh, I lost Jeremiah too. Like, and. And all of those things are are all muddled together. It's sad. I'm ready to move out of the sad ass scene. So well, the, the next scene was perfect. The, the perfect writing and a perfect structure of the episode. Well, hang on, hang on. I'm not moving off that scene. Oh my god. Okay, I'm not moving off that scene because the one thing Easter egg that we did get in that scene is when, oh, they, I know you're gonna talk when they show up. Yeah, when they show up. Um, you can tell that Susanna, based on that conversation, based on how Laurel's acting, is like final final days, mm-hmm. right? Weeks for Susanna. And you see her sitting there writing letters. And if you've read the books, namely the third book, um, not just that she's sitting there writing these letters on her deathbed. And she has one. She has an envelope for Belly, she has an envelope for Conrad, and she has an envelope for Jeremiah. Um, it's a little poor fu- Steven, bro. Yeah, it's a little funny almost. Steven, Steven don't get one. Uh, we don't know if Steven gets one. I don't know. We would have to go back and see if there's an envelope. I'll have to start a petition, bro. Yeah, I don't know. But he got a graduation gift basket from Beyond the Grave. Okay. Okay. Uh, but anyhow, so it's it's a little bit funny the way they they did it because it's like kind of like Susanna and Laurel's fault um that the letters fall to the floor Laurel helps her pick them up um and she's like quickly stuffing the envelopes and if you've read the book you know that she mixes up the letters oh I'm just saying um, I'm not going to do spoilers here, but DM me if you have not read the books and you want to know what that's all about. Or you can do the book club with me and we'll go through it happening. together. 
Um, but so, very, very significant to the plot of book three if Jenny made a decision to uh, insert that. And then we brighten things up. <laughs> it's such a great transition. Yeah. I almost wasn't ready for it. And you get... Uh, getting even with Steven. Even with Steven. Go off. Well, I'm just saying, like, great diss track, first of all. Good beat. Milo. Good delivery. Yeah, good delivery. Good cadence. The some of the good punchlines, like a lot of good stuff. Like, but you can't do a pull up. Uh, uh. Um, what else? I, I love that. Um, the way Sean plays it, right? It's 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 very comedic because he's like standing there making a sandwich, like listening to a diss track about himself, and he's like responding to it, like he's kind of like like sticking up for himself. Yo, kind of. but at the same time, I'm like. Milo, better rapper than alt rock singer. <laughs> Anyone else here? He, I'm like, he found himself. Yeah, man. I don't know. Well, Luke, he says he's like Luke's MGK. Work, actually, dream get the other. She says uh, Taylor early on says he's like MGK, and MGK has does some rap stuff and some rock stuff. So maybe he's versatile. Well, he done his rock versatile. stuff was all covers. So maybe he's just like man. for his gigs. You know, like like when he's sure. in the studio, he's like laying laying diss tracks. I need my muse with me, girl. But, yeah, but when <laughs> but when he's playing a high school party, you know, can you? He's gonna about yeah, he's gonna cover cover some bands. But man, it was great. Awesome. I want to know who wrote that. Yeah, if it's if really anybody good. knows who wrote that, hopefully hopefully Sean Kaufman. <laughs> Sean Kaufman to have written the diss track about himself. Yeah, it, well, he knows. The best ways to we gotta we gotta find to the, we gotta find the lyrics and publish them or something. It's just fucking great. Um, motel. Oh wait, can I just say one other thing about that? If we go back to our episode one, you and I were both like, I don't see why they had to have him stage dive. If they needed to have him stage no. dive so that this could happen, that was everything I needed. Um. All right. So then you have. Oh gosh, you're gonna have to make fun of me here. And I'm giving you full easy. I'm gonna give you full license to make fun of me. Next, we have the motel motel wake up. Oh fuck! So motel wake up, bro. As soon as it was daytime, and they do the same thing. So they are starting on belly, and then they are slowly zooming out. I said, "Fuck, Conrad's Conrad's gone." Yeah, I was like, "Fuck, Conrad's gone." Let me tell us. Let me tell the story. Yeah. So belly wakes up, and. Whenever we're watching the show and Vicky has her book knowledge, she predicts the next scene. So this shit hits. Belly wakes up and she's like, oh, Conrad's gone. Hands out. And they know what they're doing. They know people are thinking that way. Pans out. Oh, Conrad's there. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah's Be- there too. Jeremiah's there too. Belly goes and brushes her teeth, gets ready, does all this fun stuff. Puts her Finch sweatshirt on. Ding, ding, ding. And then Really good brushing teeth. I mean, I'm not going to nerd out on that, but Belly did a very realistic teeth brush. <laughs> okay, so she exits the bathroom now. And now we're still having in our mind that Conrad's going to be leaving at some point because that's what happens in the book, mm-hmm. apparently. And it's not Conrad they go past and Conrad's there, but Jer isn't. So now, oh my God, I look over at her. At me. Yes, and I'm like, she has this look on her face like they're flipping the book. They're flipping it. They're flipping it. 
Jerry leaves and it ends with Conrad. And so Belly keeps walking outside. And, she, and, and, and like, Jared's gone. The car's gone. Belly is as frantic looking for Jeremiah as she lost like, her fucking dog. As like I am watching the scene. Then she calls him. No answer. And I'm like, no, no fucking way. There's no way. Like this can't be happening. I was like, while this is happening, I'm like, yo, they have a whole fucking section of the population that in, are acting just like like me. in like cliffhanger, like dying right I was like, now why why would jeremiah leave like what's going on they're flipping the book they're flipping the book that means that it won't end the same way i was like the amount of thoughts i had and the fact that you just looked over as i was like clutching a pillow like... shocked yeah yeah anyway spoiler alert jer's there he yeah. just ran out to get some frittatas <laughs> so he comes back yeah and belly's like i wanted to talk to you jared is thinking the worst in that moment he's thinking the worst because he's ready for it he's ready for it because he's the one who set these dominoes in motion right so he is mentally prepared for where it falls and she starts off by saying you know conrad talked to me last night Mm -hmm. and jared's like yeah i kind of know what he talked to you about he doesn't say it but he knows so before she says what she's gonna say, he is preparing her. Like it's not gonna be like last time. It's not gonna be like last time. So he's referring back to when she last told Jeremiah that she was choosing Conrad over him. And that did not go down well. And he said some really hurtful stuff to her and he like stuck to his guns he's like he didn't talk to her from that point forward until this summer they were on bad terms he held a grudge over her and he was like belly it's not gonna be like last time you and i are good we'll always be good and she's like no no no, no. like that's not what this is and i didn't even i knew where it was going because the music was picking up and like fucking beyonce is playing in the background um so I, I didn't even hear the words, but the second rewatch, it's really cute how they did it. They do the ESP shit. The ESP thing came back. She's like, no, 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 no. She never even says it. She's like, no, what am I thinking? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, you do know. And then they kiss. Oh. And I've had a problem with a lot of their interactions. Oh, they, they came for blood these last two episodes. Yeah, well, I no, 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 no not that. I it was it, it's oh, it's the first no for me <clears throat> for me so. for me it's the first jelly moment it sucks for team comrade girls but it's the first jelly moment that cinematically is shot like those romantic bonrad moments the lighting, the way that they're embracing, the kissing, like Almost all of it forgetting is forgetting about the Finch frolic. Well, no, I said that one was uh that one is a parallel to the still on the beach frolic. This is like their like them their kiss is very big and grand, like Conrad and Belly's last kiss on the beach, last finale. The belly pulling on the sweatshirt strings. Oh, at the end? Yeah. Good little note that she did there. Yeah. Okay. Telltale sign. Enough of them. Telltale signs. 
<laughs> Enough of them. Jer has won. She has chosen Jer. But what I like is that it is an actual choosing of Jeremiah. Yeah, like okay? uh, over and over and over again. It, like they give Belly a hundred ways to wiggle out of it, and yeah. she doesn't. And we're now waiting to see how the other shoe drops, as Jeremiah put it, because now, I mean, Belly and Jeremiah must have talked because she goes into the room by herself. She sees Conrad. I think there's like a hey, hey. Um, and then interestingly enough, it's actually Conrad who says, can we talk? She knows she's going in there to say something, but Conrad is the first one that says, can we talk? And she said, yes. This is the first time that he asks to go first. Because we've seen it all throughout the season that every time they have a conversation, it's just her peppering him with questions. And then when he starts to answer, she interjects. Or leaves. Or, or exactly. Or leaves. Shout before. out Ashlyn on that one. Shout I, out to Ashlyn on that I one. I saw her post some shit. Yeah. Or yeah, or he she just leaves. Yep. Because he needs time to process what he's going to say unless he's the one on the offensive. And what's interesting about the scene is you think that Belly is going to be on the offensive because she knows she needs to go tell him about Jeremiah, but he has also been working on what his next chess move is going to be, which breaks a lot of hearts. And in that moment, even though Belly, I don't think was going to choose him anyway, it breaks Belly's heart too, because you see Conrad, again, three steps forwards, 18 steps back, He's going to revert back to his normal Conrad self. And he, it's, it's, you see right through it and Belly sees right through it because he just did it. Right. He was like, ah, oh, I said some shit. I didn't mean it. Well, wait, that thing that I said I didn't mean, I didn't mean that. Let me jump so, in here right quick. The fact that Conrad went to such great lengths to be a wackadoo in the car mm -hmm. with them. Even Belly, who isn't that experienced, has to take that as he still has big feelings for me because he's doing this. He's putting on the show. Mm -hmm. Just saying that. Yeah. So even if he's taking it all back, she's got to know that well, she, he feels that way. Well, that's the thing. She does. She does know um, because that's what she says. Right. Like she she listens to him say the word. She doesn't overreact. So that's the thing. She doesn't overreact for the first time ever and she says i couldn't even be mad at him this is what he does he gives and then he takes away uh -oh. and then she says so this is it i release you conrad fisher i evict you from my heart and uh there are a lot of people who hate that she says that she says it in the book too guys and that worked out just fine but um but the the I evict you from my heart, I think, is like her saying, okay, fine. Like, I, you know, I thought we'd move past this. I thought that we could have a conversation about this. If this is kind of where it ends and this is what you want it to be, you're bullshit. For the first time, I know you're bullshit. But it's not going to be us anyway right now. So... If you want to let the bullshit chips fall where they may, like, fine. You're not going to, 
earlier on when she was drunk and on the beach, she was crying over the fact that he wouldn't fight for her. And even now, I think there was a part of her that wanted him to fight so that she could be the stronger person and he won't even give her that. So I think she's just done. You're right. You're so pretty. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay, so he says all that and then he says, it's fine. We're friends. But, yeah, friends, friends. Yeah. Boom, so then boom, you hear boom, her boom. voiceover say all this stuff and then when it is finally dialogue back to Conrad, he sa- she says the word friends and then the beat drop of exile starts and it's already a hard scene for me and then exile starts playing and i just it broke me did we miss the point because jared gets in there somehow so then the infinity necklace falls out of his stuff so he so what's different than the book is he's like yeah and i'm gonna get out of here he doesn't he's catching a bus or whatever and she's just like okay but as he's like moving something to put it into his bag, the infinity necklace falls out. And I love that they did it because what? You don't like it? No, I don't necessarily not like it, but you're over there with your Conrad plant that no. have what no. are the odds? Huh? I think that's kind of the point. Okay. I think that's kind of the point. Is like it's like a bad penny and won't go away. <laughs> it's like he's come up with his version of what he's going to say, which is a lie. She is saying what she she's she's saying she's calling his bluff here, but she says it in her head. Right. She's like, I know what you're doing. You're lying, but this is who you are. Like, you're not going to fight for me. You're not going to tell me how you really feel. And, and he could he could love her and not want her. Like, that's how I'm. That's, yeah. Right. Um. But it's already really tough, right? And they're both just kind of like, oh, I'm playing you, but no, I'm playing you back. And then the fates, right? Like by by just sheer luck of it, the infinity necklace falls. And then I think both of their hearts probably break a little bit. Like when they see it, because they're like, we're both trying to like not have this conversation and not call each other out on you know, well, I guess Belly's not trying it's to call symbol. out on the bullshit. And it's a no, it's and it's a symbol. Um, a lot of people have DM'd me about what that symbol is. Jer fans are like freaked out by the symbol. Um, Team Conrad fans are freaked out by the symbol, mostly because of the dialogue that follows. Um, it's from the end of the third book. I'm not going to spoil where or why, but it's from the end of the third book when he gives it back to her and he says, you should take this. I can't keep it anymore. She takes it begrudgingly mm-hmm. and she says, we've done this before. Doesn't and, feel like last time. And he says, it doesn't feel like last time. So I'm going to take a beat and give an explanation. Because Your explanation. You, yeah, because you were thinking prom. Because this, yes. this thing has been exchanged a couple of times, but the last exchange you're right was prom. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, take this, right? Like, because we're breaking up. Um, that poor necklace, man fucking poor necklace i know um my interpretation of it i don't know if i'm right but my interpretation of him giving it back to her her saying wait we're we already did this once before and him saying it feels different this time 
is the last time when they were in a situation where they had made a decision to be friends. Mm -hmm. They made a decision to be friends because of Jeremiah was right after they had kissed on the beach. Jeremiah had a bad reaction. They're now sitting on the beach together in episode one, season two. And that like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they're sitting and Belly's like, I can't do that to Jeremiah. And Conrad really wants to be with her. He's telling her he wants to be with her. And she's like, I can't be with you. And as a token of, okay, well, I still, you know, I still love you. I want to be connected to you. Like, here's something to remember me by. Like, it's it's a very different vibe when they decide to be friends there. And he gives her the necklace. So is this open for interpretation or is that? No, this is no, this is my interpretation. Okay. It is totally open for interpretation. But now it's flipped because it, it's still because of Jeremiah that they are going to be friends. And there's a giving back of the necklace, except now Conrad's not doing it as like oh hold on to this yeah yeah it's not like we're gonna be together down the road hold hold on to this because it because you should treasure it it's like not that it's not in not like him literally saying i need to let go it's not like in the santa claus when uh the elf gives what's the kid's name the snow globe charlie Charlie gives him the snow globe every time you want to you know see your dad or whatever you just shake the thing up and then or the mirror in beauty and the beast yeah like it's a mirror that shows you um whatever you want to see no yeah because i'm thinking that the last the last time they're referring to is prom when the last time the necklace was exchanged yeah who's with me on that no i think it's mine okay (laughs) but but yeah, I, I think this is when he says it feels different this time. It it's because it is different this time. It's like him, like I can't, I can't move on, and hold on to this because for him it hurts. For her, she can accept the necklace and accept Jer at the same time. Okay, right. For him, it's like it's pathetic that I'm doing this right now, and I I have feelings for you, so I I like this is like part of cutting ties. Or last time that necklace was exchanged, you still love me. Now you don't, apparently. Yeah. Okay. So that's hard. Um, they're both very awkward. And then Jeremiah walks in. Um, they're awkward about the whole necklace thing. And Belly, she hears the door open and she like quickly stuffs the necklace in her pocket. Now my interpretation was good for team Jer. I don't think it's by accident that like she is hiding this necklace from Jer and it might come back that he finds it or there's, it's going to come back in some way. It's Um, a symbol of like, it's something that continues the plot. Like, you know, that can pop up and be like, well, it's the biggest, it's the, I mean, it's the biggest symbol of the entire series. For sure, man. And we still haven't gotten Belly's, um, quote about it um that is a direct representation of her and conrad so yeah um they ain't over they ain't over but they're definitely not right now so conrad exits all right there's a really good dialogue between jeremiah and conrad yo they say it's like an understanding yo conrad is still wants to see them on july 4th i thought that was like such a big deal I don't buy that. So other people said the same thing that you said. I'm like, I don't. Oh. I don't buy it. I think he's just um, 
I think he's just pretending. And I think what ends up happening is he doesn't show up for any July 4th. That tracks with his kind of fucking shit that he does. Yeah. Like, I feel like that there's something else has happened. Like I think, that. yeah, I think he says it. And I, I think he says it and, and wants to believe that he'll be okay. And then he goes out to California and he's just, he'd rather cut ties for good almost than. Well, yeah, out of sight, out of mind, you know, yeah. like once you're that far away, it's like, do I really want to go open that wound up again? Right, right. You know? So um, but... I, I don't, I, I think it'll be that he just said that to appease them and to help them feel not shitty. Right. Um, yeah. But H- hang I, on, let me just clear something. So he's taking his finals. So is this at like the end of May, somewhere in there, June? Mm-hmm. So this is like a month. What do you mean? July fourth. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's gonna go to orientation at Sanford. Yeah, th- that was just they made a pact that the next time they'll go back to cousins is July fourth. But he clearly just boards a bus to cousins now, and he's gonna spend time there. So then Conrad leaves. Oh, yeah, this was a heartbreaker too, man. Exile still playing. And he walks just far enough away and turns the corner. So that's what you like about the motel. It's what I like about the motel. Yeah, it gives them cover. There's a lot of, like, corners to turn into when Belly is looking for Jeremiah. But then he, like, can walk out and then immediately ducks into a corner and yeah this was the third cry scene he's crying or no this like second first with Susanna, and then this would be the second and there's one more oh when you cried yeah um because if you ever have had something that you care about a lot and you physically make the decision to give it up leave it behind Mm -hmm. it's you can feel that you can feel for that well it's it's part of what you've said right you're like i've done it before we're like i sometimes you just need to hit the reset button uh, that doesn't make it easy it might make it the right thing to do exactly but you're, but you're closing you're like physically closing a chapter you're physically breaking away like, from something that you're comfortable in or normal this might be what's best for me but it doesn't feel that way right now like it's yeah. really hard to do but i know there's something in my brain that's telling me that this is best and i gotta do it but it's fucking hurts man mm-hmm. So that's how I feel like he's feeling. And it, that is totally how, I mean. And it made me feel for him and it was sad. Ugh, but when he turns and then cries and then like the, I'm a real big sucker for like any show or TV or film where like there's a sliding down a wall and then like kind of crumbling is like, it's. It's a good little. It's so sad. An important thing. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, I. I think that there is a way to, in this episode, be happy for everyone, but there's also a way to be really sad for everyone. And I think that that makes it a a really strong episode. Yeah, I mean, they make the belly and Jer scenes very lively, full of life, happy. So it's a good balance. It's a great balance, right? Because um, on the one hand, belly has close a chapter with Conrad and it's not easy. It's definitely not easy for her, but she's definitively made a choice and that's great. Jeremiah gets to actually be happy. And I think it's nice to see that he gets to be happy and mm-hmm. he is happy, but 
when he watches Conrad, when they watch Conrad leave and he like hugs Belly, it's not like a romantic hugs Belly. It's just kind of like, so this is the new normal, right? Like, like, yeah, he, we, we hurt him, but at least it's like not messy. Um, and then for Conrad, yeah, you can be like, I hope he goes and builds a new life. Like, I hope he puts all of this behind him. He has new things and experiences to look forward to and strong on him for moving on, but he's also really hurting. So, um, Next, do we get Staler? Next, we get Staler. What a scene. That was a, this, is, this is the third scene. I was, it crushed me again. Well, yeah. I mean, you cried. It is it is an emotional scene. Um, the Taylor part where, because Taylor's always got this hard exterior. Yeah. Like, cool girl, girl, and she's not often showing her softer insides, Sorry. you know? <laughs> but she does here. And when she is admitting Taylor, like, the hardest person out there. Yeah. Fucking G. Taylor's a G. Admitting that she's badass afraid, bitch, right? badass bitch, yeah. afraid of getting hurt. It's like, God damn. Yeah. Like everyone can feel that too. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want to, it's hard to admit that you're afraid of anything. Hard to admit that you're afraid of having your feelings hurt. Cause once you admit it, then people know, and then yeah, you're open to it. Yeah. But so that was, also it's, it's such a great Taylor moment because she's also so self-aware. She's like, I don't put myself in these positions. Right. Like, right. Like, right. like, like, like I'm telling you, you can hurt me. And that is really scary to me because I, it's not, and he takes it the wrong way. He's like, oh, I'm such an embarrassment on this. And she's like, no, it's the opposite. She's like, I care so much about you. And I don't care about these other people. That is my problem. Yeah. And it's very self-aware on her part to be able to say that stuff to him. But. I like their dynamic and we learn a little bit more about that later. I'm mm-hmm. like, that tracks. There's like, they're both individuals, which is nice. Yes. Like they're not so codependent. They are very individualistic. He's each other like has their own shit going on mm-hmm. and there's some trust there. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I like their dynamic. Yeah. We will see how all that plays out. Um, So then you got Belly and Jeremiah. You love that scene where they're like walking out to the car and in the book that's just where it ends they hold hands and then fast forward and you learn they're in a relationship here they hold hands and jeremiah um says you don't know how long i've oh yeah wanted to do that um it makes sense that he says it because um they've always been very finger holdy yeah yeah, but you remember the jeremiah narration episode um, when he's seeing them at Thanksgiving and Conrad takes her hand, oh, oh, fuck. he says in a very disdainful way, like, do you know how long I've wanted to hold her hand like that? Why don't you forget how messy this shit is? Yeah. So he's so he tells her, like, I've always wanted to hold your hand. Um and she's down. She's like not it's sweet. Yeah. Um, and then we get Swerve. They are he he like takes her to the volleyball camp um, which is nice where steven and taylor also roll up so and by, by that... that part you're back to steven and taylor having their like cute banter back and forth and i thought i thought belly and jer's car exit was very realistic and true to life and like 
all that. But yeah. then they're gonna Taylor and Billy are gonna go in and do volleyball, and Stephen and Jer are the proposition was to go play some video games. But I can't figure <laughs> out if it's cute or like bros before girlfriends and maybe he should have went and hung out steven um but he does i think he's just so happy that they're finally together he's gonna he wants to hang out with her and i can i can get with that he wants to continue to be him being supportive is why he got the girl so he is gonna continue he's gonna continue that of course yeah when belly goes inside though he does appear like a little bit of a third wheel he's like there for the intimate conversation with the coach is really where I'm like <laughs> and the team yeah. it's like right there on the sideline <laughs> I'm like bro just drop the bag and like give her 10 minutes to you know yeah get this handled with her team yeah and then where there's like to the entire to the entire volleyball team and he's just like sitting there on the sideline it's like hey helicopter dad <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so nitpick that's my what's on nitpick for the end I I think they could have picked a stronger ending. I really like the way that it actually ended. Like the last, the, the music was, the song was good. And like the voiceover and uh, serve. Sure. That's fine. But like the montage, they could have gone a little. Yeah. The, the, like the last eight minutes could have been a little bit of a stronger ending. Yeah. And it's, um, I know what it's doing. Right, like you've been waiting for this moment mm-hmm. all season, because like the first half of the uh, the season, you're like, "What the fuck is this volleyball thing all about?" And what we come to find out is, it's really, it's I I told you, it's a metaphor for something else that she lost that she needs to regain. Mm-hmm. And when she's able to get a second chance, she's she's gonna get a second chance on Jeremiah. She's getting a second chance on volleyball she feels that she fucked those two things up but now she's like back and she's got her power back and she's confident and she's apologetic and then she gets what she wants and um that's where it's funny to me that you say it's like jeremiah is a third wheel to this thing well like i mean i think it's like a tricycle right like it's it's like it's all three wheels that belly needs right now it's not just jeremiah it's like she has jeremiah and then she has herself and then she also has this like other thing that makes her feel good yeah and that's what allows for her character to rise i just didn't expect that that's how the episode would end i didn't mind it um the first time i watched it it was almost like whiplash and i was like uh did i like it did i want it to end on like a happy upbeat song um what song is that uh love again by dua lipa um and I was like indifferent about it. The more that I watch it, the more I like it, weirdly. But the song really comes in for the save there at the end. Yeah, but the montage is Oh, great. you got thoughts on the montage. I do have thoughts on the montage. The unicorn. Stop it. Um <laughs> Okay. So the setup is very, very good. It's belly in her element. The setup, a little uh, volleyball pun by yeah. my, my wifey here. The setup is very good. It's her feeling confident. It's her, you know, being good at volleyball. Like she's spiking the ball. There's camaraderie, her and Taylor are hugging. All of that is very nice, very cute. Then you get the voiceover. And the voiceover is, you know, most of my life, I'm ad living, obviously, paraphrasing. Um, but you know, most of my life I've always, um, you know, dreamed about one boy 
obviously that's not an accidental cut. The boy that she's always thought about and dreamed of was Conrad. Um, And then it goes to him going to her bedroom at the, the summer house and he's unpacking her room for her. And then you see him pull out the glass unicorn. You see him pull out Junior Mint. This is all while her voiceover is saying, um, you know, that she thought her future was set, you know, and, you know, she had this one thing in mind, which was Conrad and still may continue to be Conrad, which is the important part of that. If you're team Conrad, Um, it cuts back to Jeremiah when she says, basically, but now... It might, you know, it's different. Spike. Guys, I don't don't think that this is the show's way of saying that everything that she thought with the boy she thought was going to be her future is dead and over. I think she's saying that she was so singularly focused. Yes. Like she was just trying to rush her entire childhood and her whole life to this end point. Like, right. like she's like, I picked the boy in my head. She I mentions think... like for life at some point. Yeah, she's like, I picked the boy in my head. I think that's the boy. Even Laurel earlier is like, I want you to have many lovers before you. Oh, yeah. Before you like set your heart on someone. And I think that's just her way of saying, I always set my heart on this boy. And I can have that still. And, and that might still be the right person at the end of the day. But. Like, live your life, be happy, have experiences. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't need to be, like, you know, A to Z when you're 16 years old. That's it, exactly like, right. Take a stop over at C and D and E. And when she's talking about, like, but right now, and it cuts back to Jeremiah, like, Jeremiah is right now. and It then she allows says, her to do that. Yes. Whatever it is, it allows her to do that. Like, volleyball was never really part of the... Volleyball fell off when she was with Conrad. Volleyball with Jer seems to be like a great part. It's coming back. Yeah, I mean, if you think about so, it that deeply. Well, but... well, you're saying like she can have all these new experiences and all this stuff. So it feels like she ne- she needs to feel good about where she's at, and because of all these things that are like now getting fixed in her life, it's going to allow her to move on. She, right. Like she, no matter what, Belly this season sucked. But it's but she no no but she she sucked. I'm not saying she she has a reason for it, but like it sucks to watch somebody go through that grief and pain and be mean to themselves. And that's what she did all season. And I love her so much that it's like, hey, do you want to watch seven episodes of your favorite person grieving? And like we did that. So I'm really happy for her and then and she's feeling confident and she's feeling yeah and it ends on the future is unclear but it's still mine which i think fits because um again it's her making a choice not just being led on by these two boys yeah i think you know conrad she was always very singularly focused like you said and now yeah with with conrad it was so much about like dream come true right right and then when the dream didn't come true yet mm-hmm. she threw out the dream yeah and that's what kind of like exile the song is about like like he's like so you're 
you know, it took you five whole minutes to move on. You're leave, leaving me like holding all this love out here in the hall. Like she moved on faster than he did, but I think she moved on faster than he did because again, her singular focus, oh, this is my dream come true. Oh, wait, dreams don't just come true that easily. Like there's a journey here to take. And I still think that Belly and Conrad belong together. I still think that they will end up together. I think that they have a stronger bond. I think they have a stronger relationship. I think Laurel knows it. I think Steven knows it. I think Taylor will come around. And I think Jeremiah will end up accepting it. Jeremiah and Belly have a fresh, fun relationship blossoming. We don't know where it's going to go, but I think they're going to have a great time. And I think it's going to be fun to watch if Conrad can get himself straightened out. Maybe, you know, become the person he's supposed to be. Probably become the person she there she's supposed to be. Down the line, they could get reunited. Yeah, but I don't think um I don't think it's lost on them. Um the Sour Patch Kids, the brown sweatshirt, the fact that he knows her so well, the fact that he, like, the Junior Mint and the Unicorn and, like, all this stuff, like, I do think the foundation of what they have and how deep their relationship is is Mm -hmm. why that will always kind of be there. And not that that's, like, a safety blanket that you should always run back to, Belly, but, like, they're already starting from a strong foundation but if and when they get a real shot without the emotion of angsty teenage feelings and bellies insecurities and this fairy tale romance and conrad feeling like he has the burden of the world in addition to trying to keep this girl happy yeah like when all that's gone I'm going to push you back. break it all the way down. I'm going to push back just a tinge. Jeremiah, Jeremiah and Belly were better friends from long for longer. I think Conrad understands who she is at her core. That doesn't mean that you can't have a new boyfriend, Belly. Like, it's fine. Right? And I think the thing that you said about the Sour Patch Kids and, like, she was willing to, like, try the Swedish, like, whatever. Like, yeah. She didn't. You know, she didn't want another Junior Mint. She didn't want Junior Mint Part 2. She picked the giraffe. She carried that fucking giraffe all around with her on this. It was poking out of her bag the entire time. Like, Conrad just wants her to be happy. And right now, it's very evident that Jeremiah is going to be what makes her happy now. And he's not prepared to take on the burden of being the guy that makes her happy long term. So he's got to go figure some stuff out. But when he figures figures it out, um, you know, I just think, I think they have a love and care and desire for each other that like it's just un- unmatched knowing how much you love conrad mm-hmm. and all the baggage that's potentially ahead of are you asking if i'm team conrad or if i'm team belly, belly and conrad? conrad like are you team if he he's going to stanford what if there's a girl out there that's like okay i've had he many... has a better connection with yes him. i've had many a debate on this right and we've said this before, it's just not where the show is going. They're not going to give some other girl That's fine. enough screen time. That's fine. It's more of a hypothetical question. Pretend this is real life. 
Okay. okay. Tennis is real life. Okay. And you know this guy named Conrad. You also know this guy named Belly. And yo, girl. this girl named Belly. And when they were together, they were like the coolest. But now Belly's got dating his brother. And Conrad <laughs> is going off to Stanford. And are you are you rooting for Conrad to go out there and find if a I... better Belly? Or for them to have, you know five years of no if it's no if landing it, to get back no if it is if i if these people were real life people but they also had the exact same backstory mm-hmm. they had the exact same childhood the the exact same upbringing and i could watch their fucking lives the way that i watch it play out in these tv shows then yes i would pick belly and conrad together we know that Conrad makes Belly better. Does Belly make Conrad better? And that's a pretty decent question. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. from what you just said that Conrad makes Belly better. He brings yes. out the you know these deep levels of Belly, but does Belly make Conrad better? We've saw we saw it all season. He was only he was only right when she was around. His mom is everything in his life. You can tell that he has a rocky relationship with his brother. His relationship with his dad is not great. He's not a guy who strongly conveys his emotions. And his mom, who has always been there for him and just understands his emotions without him having to say it, is dead and dying. And there's only one other person in his life that he trusts that much and that makes him that happy. And he wants her to see him the way that his mom has seen him. And it's Belly. I mean, that's a, your best answer you've ever given. It's Belly. Like, Laurel can fill, like, the mother figure part of it. Not that, like, not that Conrad needs Belly to, like, mommy him. But it's, like, when you think of, like, the... You're going to cry now. When you think back on your life and you think of the two women in your life that mean the most to you it should be your wife and it should be your mother and he lost his mom while he was trying to be with the love of his life okay and before shit got bad he was in a really really good place with belly so like that's what makes me upset about people who are like oh look how great jeremiah and belly are together i'm like did you guys just like close your eyes through the first two episodes of the season? Like I know Jeremiah was like barely in the first episode, right? But like their phone calls, their conversations, they talked about Belly's parents' divorce, the feeling of electricity. They're like sharing deep thoughts. Conrad admits to Belly that all the stuff about how he found out about his mom and his dad and the cheating, and how it broke his heart when he saw his mom cry like that, and he had to drive around the block, and she's like, oh my god, you had to keep all this stuff in, and they're telling each other things that they both say they've never told to anyone ever before. She loses her virginity to him, like, like, it's, it's, they have such a strong, beautiful connection and relationship, and it's more than just fucking Sour Patch Kids, guys. Belly and uh, Conrad. Uh, okay. They do have a deep connection. Uh, you've just educated me. 
reminded me more like well, because you do forget about a lot of the stuff that they talked about early on. Yeah, it's like he really fucked up, but the first two episodes before he fucked up, it was like it was like they had this beautiful thing. So everything in the first two episodes was deeper than everything in the first season. So I'll, sure. So I remember watching those first two episodes and being like, obvious. Obvious. And then and then you watch episode three, funeral, prom, and it's like you watch this guy fuck it up. And then after that, all you do is you watch the aftermath of the fuck up from both his perspective and her perspective as you get Jeremiah Rising. Literally, we didn't like it being called that, but it's literally great Conrad Belly, great Conrad Belly, angry Jer, then Conrad fucks up in the past. Now everybody's out on Conrad. Episode four, you see Jeremiah rising. You see Belly putting the stop on Conrad. I'm going to pick Giraffe. You see Twizzler. You see all these things. You see her chase after Jeremiah. You see her thirst after Jeremiah. This sounds I'm, like me I'm breaking sorry. down conference realignment. I'm sorry, but by the end of episode seven, when Conrad is apologizing for all of his shittiness, like it's kind of like the ship has sailed. Okay. So I guess they just need some time to heal. Yeah. But um, because I know you haven't read this article and, and you won't read this article, I'm going to read this article to you real quick. Okay. They need some time to heal and some different life experiences to make sure that you know they can have a i like the idea of them coming back together as people who are a little bit different and unknown there's that unknown factor of when you take some time off mm -hmm. for years but, but also um again i th they never got a fair shot like the honeymoon, like the honeymoon period of your you. relationship is not the you. real relationship. I got you. Right. Like, Listen, like, I... like there are people who date, right? There are people who don't well, actually, ironically, this might be the plot of book three. There are people who can date in high school. And then when they go to college, it gets all messed up. Mm -hmm. There are people who can date for high school and college. But when the real and, world hits, then it's... and then when the real world hits, it's all fucked up. There are people who have a great relationship when they don't live together. COVID proved a lot of this. Oh yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden you have to spend 24 seven in the same space with no other outlets other than you and this person that you live with. And you find out that you don't actually like each other. And then some people get together later in life and don't have to experience high school versions and college versions. Exactly. Which I think that's why because I see how great we are. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you want that for everyone? Like, I want that for Belly and Conrad. Out, I want all the messiness. I want that. Yeah, I, I like that they're going to have some time to be new people and come back together as like fresh start. Yeah. Yeah. Now we'll see how much time has actually passed, but you, yeah, there needs to be room for growth and mistakes and other people. Um, okay. So uh, I really liked the explanation that Chris gave. Who's Chris? Chris Briney. <laughs> oh, you silly. Um, okay, so this is in a Teen Vogue article. Great article. Long article. Um, and he's explaining Conrad. He's explaining how he feels about Conrad. He's explaining how he's playing Conrad. Um, and then he also explains like his other roles and stuff like that too. And a little bit about his life. But um, this is quotes. 
Uh, Conrad has taken a lot of things for granted, and he's made a lot of assumptions based on his own feelings without taking into consideration the fact that other people's lives move on. He's been obsessing over the details of his breakup and his understanding of the situation that he forgot that there's a whole other person involved there. I think that's a good place to put a bow on that. Let's check out the uh, rating oh, here. Oh, shouldn't we do musical moment first? Um, I'm going to go... Are you going to swerve? I mean, everyone could probably guess what my musical moment is, but... This track? This track. Really? I mean... <laughs> listen. Is it because it's a Steven scene, or just because you just love... Because, listen... Rap th- battles. Okay. <laughs> I do love rap battles. MGK and Eminem, anyone? Um, there it was so much room for error there. That could have been an awful scene. It could have been a shit song. Mm-hmm. It could have been corny. Yeah, they it wasn't any of that. Okay, that's how diss tracks sound. Okay, those are punchlines that are used in diss tracks. Okay, that's like a beat that would be used these days. Yeah, it was it was just like on point, so true to life. So you're happy with the execution? Execution was great. Okay, fair. In, a, in an, in, it's just a little odd for me that in an episode that's laid okay. from a music so, perspective. Okay, so uh, <laughs> if I can put that one to the side. Yes, please. You know how much I love uh, Exile. Yeah. I love that song. I love Bon Iver and, and Taylor Swift, obviously. And that kills. Like, I listen to that song. Like, you listen to it like 35 times today. I could have listened for like. 25 of those have been cool with it. Um, Fun fact. What? Uh, Jenny gets to pick a lot of the songs, especially the Taylor Swift songs, mm-hmm. for specific moments. But it was actually her showrunner who absolutely loves the song. And when she wrote it, uh, or when it was written, she was like, I Don't have to do No, she's just like, no, 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 not Taylor Swift. But oh. when the showrunner um, was like looking at the writing and the dialogue yeah. for that scene. She's like, I have to use the song. So it was actually Jenny approving a music pick that somebody else had. One of the few times. I would love to nominate you for that job on season three. I don't know music that well. But all, what you do is just sit in a room and like find songs and then listen and be like, oh, that, that sounds good. It's a yeah, lot of listening not... to music. It's a lot of listening to music. Um, I would need somebody funneling me stuff, and then I can look. I really it. like the end song too, bro. Yeah, I don't know how it goes, but I know I like the credit scene. Yeah, uh, there's more. The opening scene, Jim Blossoms. Yeah, love '90s rock. I love that. I love the um, "How to Disappear" by Lana Del Rey. Um, let's check the rating. Okay, do it up. Do a leap of what you baby. Um, whoa. I don't know who's been sending in these ratings, guys. Not good. Not great. But not bad either. Seven point seven. Okay. How Which one come- was Love Fool? Because that's down to seven point three. Oh, that's when they're at the golf course. Yeah. Okay, but seven point seven on Love Triangle, which makes it the. Wait, wait. This is our last. It is. This is our last episode of the season. If I want to put them in order at this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At at this moment, what is number one? Love Fest, episode six. Oh, the party one. As their time and cousins winds down, Bentley finds herself wondering 
Okay. What would Susanna do? All right. So yeah, that's number one. Uh, number two is a tie hmm. between my favorite, Love Sick, okay, and Love Affair, mm. which I also said was like on par with that episode. Yes, you did. I did. Yeah. Okay. And then Love Sick is no Love Scene next. Coco. Hashtag Coco. Hashtag Christmas and doing Christmas. it. Yeah. Bonrad, that's for you. And then um Love Triangle, the most recent episode. Seven point seven. Okay. And then and then everything else spills in. Easy play. Right? Oh, I mean Episode one, Love Lost. Okay. Episode five, Love Fool. And then Love Game being the last place. Yeah. I mean, I think when we were going through it, Love Fool and Love Game, you watch for different reasons. But remember, those are the, are the two ones in the middle that don't move the plot at yeah, all. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. What a season. Big episode. Big season. I'm sad if you can't tell. My Conrad Hart is broken um my jeremiah heart is actually beating i'm beating stronger. i'm beating a little stronger for jeremiah um they shot him taller in this episode they i mean the he whole... looked tall as fuck like three different <laughs> times i was like bro should be it playing was, basketball it was um they undid the messiness of all of the characters i think for sure um it's only Conrad who doesn't quite get all the way there. Like, he was able to admit that he loved Belly. He was able, in a very crazy way, um, get some things off his chest, um, emotions-wise. Um, he takes it all back at the very end and just soul-crushing. But um, Belly gets a full arc, finally. Jeremiah, who's been petty himself at times. And- petty Betty? Yeah, and has gone off the reservation and yelled at Belly and all this stuff. Like, he came back around and was like probably the most mature Jeremiah I've ever seen. Yeah, um, discretion so. looks good on you. Mm-hmm. So it yeah it ends in a really decent place for all the characters. You're my favorite co-host. Thank you. Last, last full on episode. You know what that means, guys? That means that I will be back for season three. Oh, yeah, she'll be back for season three. Yeah. Sure. Greenlit. <laughs> so, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, I don't know when we'll start kicking new stuff out, but probably within the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Because so. uh, I know my girl is going to be having some hardcore separation anxiety from my favorite people. From your favorite. Yeah, from the pretties. Yeah. And from Well now that's that it. now that it's all released. You're gonna go back to season one, start <laughs> Yeah. So now that yeah, now that it's all released, like just keep in mind, guys, that we now have a full collection of fifteen episodes yep. that you know you can watch at your leisure. Fifteen episodes, three books. At least 15 podcasts you, <laughs> to, right. to go back and listen to. Um, there's YouTube content coming out. So the the way that these shows do interviews during press season is they mark some interviews for post and some for um, post certain episodes, like big moments. 
Uh, so all those things are going to be rapid fire releasing now that the show is over. And I'm most looking forward to when those bloopers release. Yeah, for real. I love the bloopers. That's so. going to be great. Anyway. Um, Thank you, guys. Football season is upon us. Go Hoos. Uh, go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Yeah. Shout out Gavin Castellano. Shout out Gavin. He's a Cowboys fan. Um, we got to do bingo. Oh, shit. We do have to do bingo. Okay. All right. So we have our bingo peeps. On this You're list, let me choose. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, you got to choose at random. Random. Okay. Scrolling, 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 scrolling up and down and scrolling. <laughs> Melissa Otero. Melissa Otero, you are the big old winner of the grand prize season two. Yes. The summer I yes. turned pretty. So, so congratulations. Congratulations, Melissa. Um, you can drop a line in DM. You can drop an email. And uh, we'll start talking about um, how to get you your prize. Thank you so much for everyone that played. Um, hopefully you had fun with us this season. And uh, the season may be over, but we're as excited for season three as as you guys are. Excited for the offseason. Um, at Better with Glasses Pod on Instagram. Pod at gmail.com questions comments concerns keep them coming uh love you guys it's been a great season thank oh, yeah. you thanks for listening and see you next time <laughs>